Pulp MX Network production. Thanks for all the support, Pulp MX fans. The Pulp MX app is now available for both iPhone and Android-based phones. For all your moto needs, shop at btosports.com and use the current discount code STEVE, S-T-E-V-E. And don't forget to click the Amazon banner on pulpmx.com when purchasing anything from Amazon. It's the Steve Mathis Show, brought to you by RacerX, presented by BTOsports.com. The original moto podcast featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the show. I'm your host, Steve Mathis. With me on the line to uh, do a motocross season wrap-up is uh, none other than uh, the RacerX online editor, Jason Wygant. Yeah. And the man with the real credentials among us three, ex-factory superstar, David Pingree. Factory superstar. What? Kind of. funny. Kind of. In your clash, you know? What's a... Uh, no. What's a smaller star? Like not a superstar, but maybe like a let's let's get to the bottom of something that somebody twinkly used to... star. How long did you ride one twenty five class for? Your total career, but how long um, was that? Nineteen ninety three to two thousand and three. Ten years. Okay, so years. Davalos is going on his eighth year, so he has time yet. So just want to just something that we were debating the other day. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, hey, this is uh, sponsored by BTOsports.com. Thank you, those guys, for supporting us. Don't forget to uh, type in the discount code to save yourself money from those guys. And also, JT Racing's on board uh, with us, too. So thanks to those guys for doing this. Now, this is a little twist on this. This is the uh, motocross season wrap-up podcast where we talk about the season and, and, and give our feelings on what, what we saw this summer. But Wygant has gone back into the archives. And I don't know if this is good or bad, but he's pulled a bunch of clips from us in our motocross season prediction preview podcast. So we each, uh, thanks, I think. <laughs> I don't know. Um, we're, we're all idiots about the same, so. Okay. So, yeah. no thanks needed. Right, right. So um, <laughs> this should be interesting to, uh, to talk about. But I guess, first of all, let's, uh, before we play some of these clips and, and let you all judge for yourself, let's, you want to start 250 or 450? You want to go 450? Do that first, I think. Um, yeah, that's what we did it on the original show. We started with 450. Started with 450. Now we all, Ryan Dungey won. There's no doubt. Um, he, he won by. He did? Yeah, he did. He did win. The, oh, I guess the question I have for you guys: Did he win? Why again? Did he win by a larger margin than you thought? By the same margin you thought, or by less of a margin than you thought he would? Well, it's when we did this show. It was all about Dungey versus. Stewart. So, as yeah. always, you start the year assuming everyone's going to be healthy. Um, Stewart's out, right? So, the margin that Dungey had on everyone else, I thought was exactly what it would be okay. on everybody else. So, you weren't surprised? Yeah, yeah you weren't surprised? Yeah, I mean, I, if Stewart was in there, I wouldn't have thought he'd wrap up the title three races early. So, if that's what you mean, it was a larger margin than yeah. I expected. Do you think, now obviously, memory is a funny deal. I seem to think that he killed them more in twenty. 20- 10 outdoors on the Suzuki. Do you agree? I mean, we, we have to go back and look at our average margin of victory, but 
I thought it was a little more of a, if it's possible, I thought it was more of a runway in, runaway in 2010. I don't actually, because if you remember okay. then, his whole thing was usually the first half of the moto, other guys were leading a lot. And then second half of the race, he would just eventually get them here, unless he did that a few times, mm-hmm. but quite often it was almost the entire moto, maybe lap three on. There were some challenges in 2010. I think Ping was a, a witness to some of them. There were some challenges. Yeah, true. Uh, I'd just like to say the 101 of Ben Townley was up there ahead of him <laughs> several occasions. I guess you're right. <laughs> I, I seem to – you know what? You guys are right. I, I, I mean, I just remember what sticks to my mind is Millville, obviously his home track. But, oh, my God, did he kill him in 2010. I mean, it wasn't even funny. Um, and there's another one that comes to mind, maybe, uh, maybe High Point. But, yeah. Yeah, he did have a. There's a nice. There's that Red Bud three way battle with with Chad BT and him. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe so. Maybe he killed them more this year. Shorty had a lot of hole shots that year. Shorty had a lot of hole shots. Eleven, a lot of yeah, laps. eleven hole shots he he did in 2010. I looked it up the other day for something. There you go. So, yeah. um, yeah, the uh, so going into the season, we thought it would be Stewart and Dungey, which most sane people did. And uh, so we picked our champions going off Stewart and Dungey. Um, I guess first let's 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 go with my pick for a 450 champion uh, from the preview show. And uh, here here's the clip. Okay. Well, what about I, you, Mathis? What are you thinking? Uh, I didn't say it's going to rain yellow for nothing. So oh, all right. Golden showers this summer, boys. Get ready for it. Okay. So uh, clearly, here's part one of that. There was a guy ping named Chad Reed, who was much in the same boat as James Stewart. Not doing the Nationals, kind of cocky in his interviews, not well-liked, maybe not as bad as James, though, I will give you that. And he came back to the Nationals, and he barbecued, and he was hanging out in his motorhome, and he won the title, and it's been, it's been a love affair ever since then. Um, I predict the same thing. I predict the same thing will happen. James is going to come back to Nationals. Fans are freaking out cheering him on, he's going to do well, and a, a lot of people are going to switch back onto the James Stewart bandwagon. That's my prediction. I agree. I think the three of us need to get together and come up with a James Stewart t-shirt and get that thing for sale <laughs> online immediately. I've already got the slogan. I've already got the slogan. <laughs> okay. It's raining oh, no. yellow. It's raining yellow. That's the slogan. Golden shower. <laughs> <laughs> boom. Um, boom. There uh, we go. Okay, so there's the clip. Uh, I mean, and in a way, come on, you guys, Weege and Ping. I, I mean, uh, he won the first four motors of the year. Right? I mean, the raining yellow? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of is. I mean, kinda he got is. hurt, and, and, you know, things happen, but I think I was. Teamless clouds were forming. We could say that. He was? It wasn't raining yet, but there was cumulus yeah. clouds building. Yeah. Right. I'm just saying, thank God we didn't go in on my business venture with the T-shirts because we <laughs> oh. all lost out. Uh, yeah, John Ayers uh, would have had a lot of stock left over. Um, oh, boy. By, by Elsinore. He would have been blowing those out with the tie-dye ones from uh, <laughs> from uh, the early, was it early 2000s, maybe? No, hey, those still sell like hotcakes at Unadilla. <laughs> I, hope you're, I hope you're wrong. Um, uh, so yeah, I was on the Stewart bandwagon. Um, we here's your thoughts about uh, about Stewart here from the uh, podcast. Here's the clip. Yeah, there isn't much room for error. You can't imagine Dungey having bad races. So it's not really about the speed with Stewart. I guess it's about the you know not taking a huge hit say in practice and then having to sit out two motos or a huge <laughs> hit in the first moto and and scoring zero points because 
it's going to be hard to get 40, 50, some of those back. Oh, well, yeah, good job on that. <laughs> ah, yeah. <laughs> Going out uh, yeah. and not scoring points at Lakewood definitely put a, a kink in the uh, championship plans. Um, you know, I think the real discussion here is, um, you know, it, the, Stewart pretty much stated this was like an image rehabilitation season, right? Like, that was the goal. I'm out here for the fans. I'm out here to have fun. I'm not getting paid. I'm not here to win the title. I'm just here for the fans, right? Right. So he didn't make it all the way in. But with what he did, do you think he did move the needle a little bit? Did he help himself somewhat? Yeah. Or is it the same old thing? No, old? yeah. Yeah. You think he did? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, there, let's face it. James, James has, okay, let's face it, a couple things. I've been accused more than a few times of gargling his nuts. Okay, let's get that right uh, right off the sure. bat. Uh, second thing, he's very polarizing. But I don't see how winning four motos in a row and then doing what he does, which is crash, I, I still think that moved the needle. It created a tremendous amount of interest, and it showed that perhaps that Yamaha was the problem. Now, it, I don't think we can close the book on that because of what happened. But I think I think it moved the needle absolutely. Ping. Uh, I don't know. I think if anything, uh, I mean, sure, you got to give him some respect for coming out and racing when he wasn't being paid to do that. Those first four motos were awesome, but then there was Lakewood, and okay, maybe maybe he did get distracted and caused that crash, though. That crash looked almost identical to the first one he had at Unadilla. Mm-hmm. Uh, right before he dropped into Screw You, he was just mm-hmm. leaned in too far into a rut and, like, overcommitted and, you know, low-sided. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Unadilla and whatever. What was the other race he came back for? Was it Buds or was it Red Bud? Red Bud came back. He went, like, 6-3 or 8 Yeah, three, you know, so. it didn't do well. It didn't go well. And then Cartwheels' brains out at, at Unadilla. I mean, to me... It's the same old James Stewart. And maybe he's a little more comfortable on this bike. Right. And when he's on, he'll, he'll be even more on. But he still has all the crashes. Well, you know, the, with the, him, question, so. the question from Mr. Wygant was, did it, did it help him? Did it move the needle? Did it... Did it... For, for, for his fan base, you think... Yeah. I mean, I think either... It's like you said, he's, he's very polarizing. People love him or they can't stand him. And I think... People who love him went, yeah, four motors in a row, you know. It's going to be old James Stewart and everyone else going, what a jackass. He's still crashing like crazy. It wasn't the bike, it wasn't anything. It was just him. I was, uh, still I was crashing. I was pressing the T-shirts as we were golden showers. I was pressing them after, after Hangtown. Um, I, I don't know. I just thought, I thought, I thought it did a lot. Weege, what do you think? Um, no. I mean, I think it was on, like, and we're going to happen. It was headed that direction. But I don't think today, like right now, end of the season, things are really any different with his reputation. Uh, and maybe that's not his fault because it was a weirdo crash, and maybe that wasn't even his deal. I mean, it was only because of injury, not from him choosing not to race. But I don't think his reputation is really much different uh, here in September than it was in May. Too bad. Yeah. Okay. It was all there. It was all ready to happen. Okay. Um, fair enough, I guess. I guess. You know. um, so the, the, the battle was for, you know, in doing the podcast, we, we definitely all thought that it would be Dungy Stu, Stu Dungy, 
Um, let's hear what you guys had to think about 450 champion. And, and like I said, there's two guys in the running, and I, obviously I'm I'm reigning yellow. So my pick has been made. But here's uh, here's Weijin Ping picking the 450 champion. Who wins the title? Wagant. Right now, man, it's tough. Yeah, obviously, it's tough. So let me just throw that out there first. But um, I, I think I'd put it on Dungey right now, only because Stewart. I mean, again, we've been in a situation four or five, you know, seasons in a row, and it hasn't quite worked out. So I almost feel like until we see otherwise, mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna just wonder if it's gonna you know 24 motos not crashing out, not having problems. So because of that, I guess I'll lean Dungey's direction right now. Ping. I. Yeah, I, I say Dungy too. Um, again, I would stand by that Stewart wins more races, more motos. But his bad motos are worse than Dungy's bad motos. That's what I would tell you. Well, don't you two just look like rocket scientists right now? Um, well, I'm pretty sure Dungy won more motos than Stewart. Yeah, but still, both calling Dungy as the champion. Um, and Ping, you have... Why can't you may have pulled the same clip twice, but let's see what Ping says here about Stu. Do you so Ping, do you have James winning more races than Ryan Dungey? More motos, more races? What do you I say uh, Yeah, I say more motos. And probably more overalls. Mm-hmm. Uh the question will be when he doesn't win, where does he finish? Does he second? Like I know Dungey will be second every time he doesn't win. I mean, you could almost stamp that. I'm not a big stamper, but like... I am. I'm a big stamper. I know you are a big stamper. Uh, yeah, well, you called it, sort of, Ping. Um, his, Ryan Dungey's bad moto was a second. That was yeah. it, yeah. Um, and, and, and Stu, yeah, Stu's bad motos were bad in the form of he didn't even show up. <laughs> in the form of DNR. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um so, okay, so the battle was, uh, you know, we all talked about uh, Dungey and Stewart. And the, I noticed Wygant did not pull the Jake Weimer is faster than Michael Lessie clip. Which that, that wasn't on the preseason. Luckily, that was not on the preseason. It was. You're right. Okay, it was halfway through, right? It was ha- uh, halfway through. Look at it. Um, yeah, I think it was right before Millville. And they split motos at Millville, so I was feeling pretty good at that point. And yeah. then it all fell apart for, for Jakey Boy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so we debated on um, – Third place, and who would who would get who would be the best of the rest? And uh, here's uh, here's what I had to say. All right, I like Andrew Short because I think that bike is awesome. We've seen it get starts. We've seen Andrew get starts on that thing, and I think he's got something to prove. I think that he's been healthy for a long time and raced a few Supercrosses at the end of the year. Um, yeah, I, I got Andrew Short. Yeah, so. Uh, I was off. I was wrong, but he, and actually, he he you know he probably should have got third in the points. But Weimer, you know, he was definitely feeling it at Elsinore, and Weimer Weimer rode great to get him. But Ping, what do you think of short season overall? Um, I think it was very Andrew Shortish. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's kind of he's kind of sleepy back there, just does his thing, but he's always solid. I thought he'd get more starts, like you said. He was so good on that Honda in two thousand and ten. Um, I thought he would, you know, at least run up front more. He got a, he didn't he get one or two this year. He got a couple. No, not at all. Uh, no whole shot. He got one. He got one. I'm sorry. He got one. Anyway, I thought there'd be more than that, but you know, yeah. not not bad, but just um, 
Yeah, he kind of cruises. I heard from uh, I heard from someone that has ridden the factory Honda quite a bit. He's from another country. He lives in Florida. He uh, he said that the Honda power has been detuned a bit from that Andrew Short year. Therefore, there goes the whole shots because they were having some reliability problems, as we all know, as we saw, and part of the sacrifice was detuning, and he thought that that could be a reason why the whole shots went away for the Honda guys. Because Brayton didn't pull any. Brayton pulled one. Um, but that, that summer of 2010 was ridiculous with the Hondas. That was, that was silly. So um, I don't know how much truth there is to that, but uh, yeah. Um, so going on the Stewart and the Dungey thing, let's, uh, let's hear what Wigan had to say about the, the best of the rest. Well, okay, so now it's prediction time. Who's going to be the third-place guy? Wigan, who's going to be the third-place guy? Of course, if everything goes as normal and top two, finish the top two. Uh, I think I'm going to go with Metcalf for that. It's good, like I said, I think him, potentially Rattray and Short are all in that group, I think. But, um, <clears throat> Metcalf started off pretty slow last year, but by the end of the year, he was almost to the same level as the lead guy. So I'll, I'll go with him. Wow, why again? Ooh. Uh, ooh. ooh. Um, well, not looking good. Even when Meddy was healthy, he was off the pace a little bit, but he does get better as it goes on. So I don't know if that was a, a true indicator of how he was going to do, but no Alessi mentioned at all. So did Alessi surprise you? All Weech? the ping, ping on Alessi, that's for ping. Uh, yeah. Alessi. I do want to defend myself on Metcalf. Yep. He, remember, he scored, I think, only two points less through the amount of ra- rounds he had this year. You're right. Through those same amount of rounds last year. So the damage he does is usually the second half of the year uh-huh. for whatever reason. So maybe he was going to rage up to be that top guy. He just didn't get a chance to see it. <laughs> I think it was clearly on the way, clearly about to happen. Right, right. All right. Um, and Ping, Ping, here's your selection. Who do you like? Who do you like out of those guys? Ping to emerge as, as the guy. Uh, well, I think that, uh, of course, it's always yes, but if unless he can have stuff come together right with his bike, that's the one one thing I'm uncertain about is I don't know, you know, I think he's got like dick speed sticks working on his suspension or something. I don't know who's doing his stuff. MB1 M- is. MB1 right, is. Okay, well, if he can get things working right, mm-hmm. um, he's fast. He's fast outdoors. I think he's done better in Supercross than he's ever done. Yeah. Or, or at least matched his best, right? Mm-hmm. It's been kind of quiet. No one's really talking about how awesome he is, but it's been a good season for him, and outdoors is where he shines. I think he's on the box a lot. For I, I would say for sure this weekend, because he's very fast at Hangtown. Yeah. And if he can get starts and, you know, be Michael Essie, like, Lead for a little bit, get past, sit in third, follow those guys' lines. Mm-hmm. I think he's third a lot. Wow. Okay, now he was actually second a lot, Ping, but uh, good job on that. If I had a little clapping sound, I would do it for you. Um, you need to get an applause sound drop. Yeah. Well, yeah, like golf clap. Can do that. Um, yeah, yeah you, you, you nailed it. So the Moto Concepts thing never scared you, none of that. You, all, you, just, you just always thought that uh, Mike could pull through? Well, you know, that's the same crew he's had around him his whole life, more mm-hmm. or less. You know what I mean? His dad and his brother and Danielle's cleaning his helmet and 
you're bringing them goggles. Right. Yeah, I'm on the t- <laughs> I'm on the team. Um. <laughs> no, I just you know I was definitely unsure about how that bike would wind up, but you know MB1 does a great job. I mean, and anybody that knows Mike Batista, uh, very talented guy, um, and they obviously got to work in decent. I mean, geez, well, competing against guys with factory stuff. I don't know, well, Ping, I don't know how close you were paying attention, but the MB1 stickers disappeared off the suspension. Oh. Well, obviously not very about, close. About four races to go, maybe five races to go. They did. They did, yeah. So what sticker What sticker appeared? No sticker appeared, and Mike was not happy about this. I don't know. Like, it's what I wrote in my on my on my website about the – I took a look at the points. Like, Mike did great. The team did great. But still, like, they, something happened with MB1, and Mike himself wasn't happy with the, with the new stuff and not having Batista at the races – but then I heard that it was the MB1 stuff eventually in there, but it wasn't. MB1 was no longer around and helping them out. And 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 why can't I don't know how much you can get into it, but we ran an interview with the motor guy on Racer X. Oh God, but that it, deal. But it oh, turned what out, a, so what the, like I don't never make sense. I just beg you, Tony and Mike Janot, you know, like just hold it together here, man. They couldn't, they, you know, they couldn't even do that kind of by the sounds of it. Um, so, but I I agree. The suspension worked great, and and the motor guy who did the motor apparently didn't do the motor, um, and made a whole, and, and fabricated an entire ten minute interview about doing a motor. So we still yeah. Don't... He actually called Jim Kimball and said, uh, "I do the motors for Michael Lessey, even though apparently he had not worked for Tough Racing for like two years or something. He just made this up completely, one hundred percent fabricated. <laughs> he had not worked for Tough Racing." Well before the lessons were even involved, yeah, I'm sure that's exactly how it went down. Right, I'm sure the guy just completely pathologically <laughs> lied about everything. There's a guy sure. out there calling, cold calling people, saying and giving a lot of details, by the way, about, about Michael yeah. Lessie's engines. Um, yeah, he was. He, he got in trouble for two things: a lying that he had anything to do with it, and b giving away proprietary info. Which, if he didn't have anything to do with it, how did he have that proprietary <laughs> info? It's an amazing combination. Right, but you're right. Yeah, so. The engine and suspension. Right. No one's quite sure who built it. That's and that, a strange situation. And that's what I mean. Like, and again, and I, I would tell Tony this or my like, come on, guys, quit being the Alessis. Quit, quit it. Stop it. But they can't. So, hey, hey, on those lines, we had meetings for the uh, awards banquet uh, after the last race. Uh, they were throwing around different stories, and I don't get most, much of the MX Sports Super Insider stuff because I'm at TV meetings when they're doing their thing. But all I know is they're like, you know who actually did a really good job this year? Tony Alessi really did a good job. And then somebody, I think it was Roy Jansen, was like, what, you're trying to give credit to the guy that once unplugged all the power in, in the entire pits at Washtugal? <laughs> and I'm like, what? What, <laughs> what must that have been? <laughs> <laughs> he unplugged the entire pits. It's like he plugged something into the wrong thing and like killed all the power. Oh, I didn't even know that. That's funny. I didn't even know that one. Right. And they're like, oh yeah, good point. He did do that. <laughs> like, plugged something into the wrong outlet and like killed all the power for everything. Uh, I mean, <laughs> no. you know, you're talking about him not not being the Alessis and you know like the whole engine suspension debacle. It's like I feel like they're just they're paranoid. They feel like. It's it's them against the world, you know what I mean? And, like, they can't trust anybody. So 
So yeah. they would never go to pro circuit and say, hey, could you just help us with suspension or, or uh, you know, mm-hmm. FMF and say, can you be able to just build us our engine, something good, reliable, you know what I mean? Like, well, yeah. no way. Those, they're in with KTM, and so then don't you, there's no way that, you know what I mean? They just feel like right. The grassy everyone's knoll. out to get them. There's someone behind the grassy knoll at every race. If there is yeah. a grassy knoll, there's someone there. Um, oh no, and, and I mean, they had a great year. Mike rode great, but again, they just stop being the Alessis. You yeah. know what? You know what they're like. That what? whole family, man, they're just a mess. They're like a damn soup sandwich. Oh, uh, just a mess. Okay, <laughs> all right, there we go. Um, hey, so looking at the points, though, did any of us on the line? Think Brock Tickle was going to do what he did? Anybody? Weege? Bing? Uh, no, right? That was a big surprise. I went back to look for tips, uh, 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 clips about Tickle. Uh-huh. Ticks. I guess I would call them tips. Tickle clips. And uh, apparently this is a week before Hangtown, and we thought he was riding the 250 class. So that's how far <laughs> off we were. Where was our intel coming from? Yeah, well, we didn't. Yeah, it was up in the air. It was, but we should have probably still known that, or I don't know, or maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, why did we? Yeah, we we thought he's being demoted. We we're like he got a double kick because first he didn't get Villapoto's right altogether. I don't know. Well, I guess not. I mean, it was surprising to see Mitch go to Hangtown with two guys only. Well, three. I guess he went with Dean. So he went with three. Then he ended up with two, which was predictable, and then. Get Ivan Tedesco getting hurt might have been predictable also. And then he just went with one. What happened to the, like, I guess Monster Energy just was like, screw it. You don't need to have a certain amount of guys. We don't, you've won 18 million championships for us. We'll let, we'll let this slide. Maybe. I was surprised he didn't put anybody on a bike. I was very surprised. Ping? Yeah, I was, I was surprised, especially after, uh, you know, they lost a couple dudes. You'd think they'd find somebody, but um, mm-hmm. I'm sure they looked. Maybe this wasn't yeah. hit the spot. I don't know. Um, did I play Wygant? Did I play you talking about Alessi? Did we play that? Uh, no, we didn't. You can go oh. ahead. Yeah, let's, 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 I don't know what's in this yeah. clip, but let's uh, we John Alessi right here. That's to me the, a, a huge difference where if Dungeon and Stewart really are on another level, you will see Alessi doing everything he can to at least keep that gap as manageable as possible. He'll try to beat him off the start. He'll try to block him as best he can. He'll try to hook on with him as best he can. He'll charge all the way down the last lap. Like, he will be motivated by that. And it's a bummer for some of the other guys to be in that same mm-hmm. situation. That's, that's what makes him good when the circumstances are like this. Yep. It's that time again. Time for a commercial. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast show. Listen to these commercials from BTOsports.com. Use the code Steve. And JT Racing. Thank you, JT Racing, for coming on board. Listen to these commercials, support the sponsors, and yeah, then we'll get back to the show. Thanks for listening to the BTOsports.com podcast show. Please don't forget that BTO is the world leader in aftermarket motocross parts for the bike car body. You'll find deals like a Shoei VFXW helmet for $309.99, 45% off, or Smith Piston goggles for $32.99, 65% off. Your order can be shipped at anywhere in the USA for free. Or if you're not in the USA, we ship worldwide. Check it out at btosports.com. JT Racing USA is back to reestablish its deep roots in the motocross industry with an all-new, innovative line of racewear and casual wear. While bringing many of JT's strongest design elements from its golden years back to life, 
The racewear is constructed with the highest grade material on the market and has a technological fit, feel, and function that is sure to raise the bar in how motocross gear is being built. JT has relaunched itself back into motocross with the Pro Tour jersey, classic pants, lifeline, and flex field gloves in eight colorways with an assortment of men's and women's casual wear to add to its collection. By redefining the meaning of airflow, JT has incorporated its airline system technology into this collection and have launched their all-new ALS2 helmet in seven colorways to complete the rebirth of the brand. The wait is over. Well, uh, you called it Wigan. He 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 fought Ryan Dungey probably harder than Ryan Dungey ever. Like when when Dunge got into second or whatever and saw the eight hundred, he was probably like, "Shit, right? <laughs> I got to deal with this well, guy." Point, <laughs> right, and the point I was making is there's some guys, and uh, on the preseason show we compared it to that wonderful oh uh, seven season. Well, um, there are certain guys like when they know they can't win the races. It takes a lot out of them. You know, they maybe don't give you their best effort. You know, if the door isn't open to win, they're going maybe 90%. But unless he's one of those guys where he's going to be 100%, whether he's the third guy, fourth guy, second guy, or yeah. first guy. Yeah. Like you were saying, that year, like, Ferry was doing really well. He's beating all those guys until the door opened to the title. And then they really started giving it everything they had. Right. Um, so I think you see somewhat of an effort from everybody else where unless he's giving everything he can, even if he knows that's only going to get him second where other guys, when they know they can only get second somewhere in the back of their mind, it's just not the same. Yeah. I, I've written this. I started to admire Mike by the end of the year because I mean, he would run Ryan off the track. He would look around behind him. He would, I mean, and again, people are like, Hey dude, Dungy is going to pass you and leave you behind. This is what's going to happen. But it's like Mike never remembered that and didn't care. Yeah. And I admired that yep. a little bit. I was like, wow. And I'm sure Ryan Dungey and his fans did not like that at all. But I thought that was pretty cool. What do you think, Ping? Yeah, I agree. I was just going to say, I, I, I think that's admirable that he, no matter what, he's not ever mailing it in. Right. You know, maybe it's because he knows his dad will punch him when he gets back to the pit if he doesn't. But <laughs> whatever the reason, he go. you know, every, every moto, every race, every weekend, despite the championship position or whatever or his chances of winning mm -hmm. he hangs it out yeah you gotta like that yeah absolutely um here's a wygant you talking about brayton and Millsaps? now Millsap started off second place for very first moto of the year and uh it looked like it may be raining blue for a little while but unfortunately he got hurt and um things didn't go his way and brayton was up and down man uh ping what did you think of Brayton's season? Like, it seemed like we were on here talking about his issues, and then we were on talking about how awesome he was, and then we were talking about, you know, what happened to him. So, what what do you make of Justin Brayton's overall season? Well, the whole year was just a roller coaster. I mean, there was he was, qualified yeah. for some Supercross things. Yeah, you know, like how does that happen? That's his strong suit, you know. Uh, and I think the Nationals, while they weren't quite as um, up and down as that, they were. They were pretty up and down. Up and, yeah. They were still up and down. Well, yeah, he was at least qualifying for the races, right? <laughs> yes, he, he um, did qualify for 40-man <laughs> gate, yes. I don't know. I don't know why it, why it went up and down so much. I don't know why he couldn't find some consistency. But And Weege, what about Millsaps? What do you make of his year? Yeah, well, if you're in the clip, I, I feel like Millsaps never gets – does he ever get through an entire outdoor season healthy? Does he ever – 
Has he? Um, yeah, that would be so that was, a, be a good question. Let, let's let's listen. Let's. Hear I don't think it's a four fifty almost ever. Well, yeah, go ahead. All right, here we go. Here's a clip. Brayton Millsaps. What do you see for those guys? Why can't? I feel like outdoors. I would put guys like maybe Rattray, and um, but definitely to be Metcalf and Short. I think I might put ahead of those guys. Brayton's always seemed to be better at Supercross and Motocross. I know he's shown yeah. improvement. He's on a different team, so maybe that will give him a little jump. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's never really lit it up um, outdoors. It hasn't been ever really been very consistent. He's had a few good races here and there. Where Short and Metcalf are the kind of guys that you're used to seeing week in, week out, every moto. Rattray, kind of the same thing. And same thing with Millsaps. He's had good motos here and there, but the guy can usually not even make it through all 24 motos without really getting hurt bad, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate. I know he's been, again, kind of a new guy this year, but that's still a, a tall order. Um, so yeah. maybe I put the guys like Mehdi and Short just ahead of that because they've been there for 12 rounds pretty much every year. Well, we each are pulling another clip that makes him look smart. Um, hey, can I just ask a question? Weej, it's got to be me yeah. or you. Which one of us did that interview from the Waffle House kitchen? Yeah, who's washing the dishes in there? Seriously, like, what is going on in I, that? I, it could have been well, me, but... It, Man, that's I think that was you. Think it's either that or you were bench pressing. And there were plates <laughs> I mean, clanking together. Trust me, I'm the gym, I, loading up the bar. It, it drives me. Were nuts. you benching? It drives me nuts. I, I, man, I don't know what I was doing. That's annoying. Don't let me do that anymore. Yeah, well, I try not to, but both of you jackasses. Come on, Steve. How about some quality control, you jackass? Why can't goes outside with with the wind and a leaf blower one week? Some dude's on a leaf blower. <laughs> He's trying to talk about the, the motocross and supercross. Um, but, uh, no, Weed, you called it. Yeah, uh, Brayton and Millsaps, both, um, you know. Hey, one thing about Brayton, uh, he's back at JGR, and we can we can talk about that. Why, again, you think that you heard that he could have gone back to Honda. Now, I wrote something in Racerhead saying it's too bad he didn't go back to Honda. I would have liked to have seen him get another shot. I think he got along with Kehoe really good, and it was a great deal. And, and according to you, he could have. Yeah, I talked to him after uh, Elsinore. We were on the same flight back. Oh, oh it was glorious. Can you imagine, yeah. <laughs> and he didn't – and this could be something that someone says. You'd, you'd much rather say that you were – that you qu- you'd rather say you uh, quit than you, you were You fired, broke right? up with that's, the chick instead of got dumped. Yeah, instead of you got dumped. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He made it sound like – he never said if he had an offer or not. But he made it sound like it was completely his decision. He wanted to go back to JGR. This is where he wanted to be. He'd rather, between the two of them, be at JGR. That's the way he made it sound. Never said that he didn't have an option. He said this is where he wanted to be. And so I wonder if that's what you tell yourself. Uh, I would imagine if maybe all things the same, maybe the money offer was much better on one side or the other. They would leave that part out, too. But I would think that he had a chance to go there maybe on the cheap. Okay. But that wasn't his best option. And you think going back to JGR was a good thing for him? I mean, you as the president of the Justin Brayton fan club? Oh, what do I think? Yeah. I, some of the things he said were kind of bit... Personnel-wise, he really gets along well with those guys, and I think he likes being based over there on the East Coast and stuff. But, I don't know, he also said that he doesn't think the bike is really a factor at all, which just seems to fly completely in the face of what everybody else would tell you. Yeah, yeah, you should have asked for some drug screening immediately. Um, a factory yeah, Honda? Yeah, he thinks there's really no yeah. difference. He's like the factory Honda. Hey, it can put you on the ground just like any other bike, just like Yamaha. What's the difference? <laughs> well, 
Whatever you got to tell yourself to go to sleep at night, I guess. Right, Ping? I'm telling you, there's guys that ride that bike that just get along with the way it works, and it's it's totally just preferential, I think, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're looking at Stuart and his whole thing. I don't, I don't think he was as comfortable on that bike. He's more comfortable on the Suzuki. But I don't mm-hmm. think you can blame his crashes on the Yamaha necessarily because he's still crashing and crashing a lot and hard, you know? So uh-huh. I think it's a comfort issue more than anything. And, and if Justin's comfortable on that bike and the way it works, then cool. Thing on a side note, were you surprised that Chris Kiefer from Dirt Rider who test rides for Yamaha ripped into them as much on our 2013 bike well, podcast? Well, I'd be... Jesus. <laughs> I would be a little more careful to not to bite the hand that feeds, but I was like, "Geez, well, what do I know?" <laughs> I was like, "Wow, <laughs> yeah, that thing's crap, and they need to update the 250." I'm like, "All right." Uh, anyways, um, it was pretty normal. Maybe he's telling them that every time he rides the thing, though. Right? Yeah, that is yeah. the job, right? I guess. Give feedback. I mean, we did. I did go tire <laughs> testing with Larry Ward once with Max's tires, and in front of all the Japanese engineers and everybody, he got off and said, "Wow, that's a bad tire." So, uh, you know, <laughs> there wasn't any any cookie, uh, any uh, uh, sugar cutting it there, you know. So, uh, um, what else in the two fifty class? Um, anything else we're gonna talk about? Rattray. I, I wrote this on, in on Paul. Did did Tyler Rattray have a good year or not? Why again? I mean, what, I think it was terrible. Even when okay, obviously he got hurt and he missed a bunch of races, but you think it was terrible when he was on the track? Yeah, okay. compared to, you know, I listened to this whole show this morning to pull these clips, uh-huh. and we were all putting that, you know, it's very hard to call, you know, Ping picked Alessi, you know, props to him for that, and yeah. he picked Short, and I picked Nettie, but I think we all thought that Rattray would be right in there, you know, very hard to call between all these guys, and Rattray would be right there with that group. Uh, I don't see really any part, except for Southwick, which for him is almost a gimme, I guess. It's right. just going to happen for him at Southwick. Probably put him on a Husqvarna, and he'll be up front there, but... Uh, every other race, he wasn't ever in that group. Mm-hmm. Um, and me, just a few times, Steve, he wasn't exactly pumped on his performance no, either. No, I feel like the Moto win gets some some credit and some 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 claps, you know. But then again, it is Southwick. So, Ping, did he? Ha- wh- wh- how's his year? Well, how was it? Yeah, I think it's got. You got to say disappointing. Yes, yeah. being on a works bike. Um, we've seen how fast he can go. I just expected him to be closer towards the front with the field thinned out the way it was. Mm-hmm. There's no way he shouldn't have been third, fourth, fifth all the time. And, and all up Alessi's butt for that matter, I think, um, you know, like watching Elsinore, he was, gosh, he was like a half a lap behind. He was so far back. Yeah. In whatever position he was in, you know, he yeah. was still top five, I think, but yeah, no, he, he went, I think he went four, four at Elsinore. But it was so far back. It yeah. was just like a whole other time zone. So I don't, I don't know what that was about. Just yeah. you know, it's tough to come back from injury, and and he did do a neck, which is you know probably slow you down a little bit. He did a neck. He did a neck. He did a neck. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. I can't, I can't figure it out. But uh, and Michael Burns' injury while leading Unadilla was probably the heartbreak of the year. Um, Weege, here is uh, our own David Pangry. On uh, on his surprise, this one uh, this one's a swing and a miss, Ping. Let's let's take a listen here. Let's take a listen. Um, you know, it wasn't working. JGR needs to get on with it. Do their, do something else. 
I think Regal's going to be great for them this summer, actually. <laughs> um, and I'm hoping some of their BTO guys do well, too. I think Jimmy's got a, a – could have a solid summer if everything falls in place for him. Wow, ping. That, that was two swings, two misses. <laughs> I think Regal's going to do great for them. <laughs> What's the opposite of great? Because that's what he did. Um, wow, yeah. Is what? the Regal thing the most surprising – like, I, I cannot come up with anything to equate to that. That is one of the most shocking drops in performance I've ever seen. What the hell happened? That that was weird, yeah. And, I mean, Weed, you're tight with the JGR guys, so, I mean, you, you probably know more than we do. They were probably wondering what the hell was going on, right? Oh, they had a million theories. I mean, we're laughing at Ping here, but I think everybody, including them, all the same thing. Yeah. Everybody thought it was going to work out pretty well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, Ping, there's definitely no way I I, I wouldn't, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, we're laughing at you. Well, Just... in, in hindsight, though, the guys hooked up with, you know, Teen Mom USA and <laughs> didn't do anything in Supercross. Like, it probably, it's funny how you can backtrack from these things and go, yeah, you know. Yeah, right, right. It probably makes sense now. I should have bought that Google stock. I should have done it. it <laughs> Dang it. I knew it. <laughs> um, and then Jimmy Albertson, another. I wouldn't say Jimmy Albertson for me was on a regal level of what the hell's going on, but I would put Jimmy in that mix. I I, I mean, you know, I, and I'm good friends with him, but, man, I, I really thought he would do much better, and I know I know those crashes hurt him. Like, after Washougal, you can pretty much write off his year because he knocked himself out for a minute and – that really hurt him for a long time, but up, you know, even if you give him up until then, he just he never made it happen. And then mm-hmm. you see the bike, you see Burner doing well on the bike, so you're kind of like you're ruling that out, you know? Um, yeah, top Jimmy, not good. And I know they, you know, he didn't wasn't getting along with that bike. There was issues, electrical problems, <laughs> electrical problems. It always is, but. Um, He's so much faster than he showed, you know, and he works hard. It's not like he's out of shape. Mm-hmm. So, man, really hard. It's hard to figure out what uh, what was going on there. Yeah. Um, anything else in the four fifties? Uh, Christian Craig, maybe. I think he was a pretty pretty good surprise. Uh, I really thought he was going to weed it up because he was going to be so tired from his, like he was so tired those those first few nationals, but he rode himself into shape and and ended up being riding pretty good by the end of the series. Um, I can't believe they're going to put him back on a 250 ping. That's your guys. You need. To yeah, but to man, he's got to get some experience in Supercross. He's done like two. I mean, uh, I don't he's been hurt every yeah, year. Yeah, he's not, but but maybe he gets hurt because he's on a 250. He's so big and. Uh, well, no, he got hurt because his injuries have been right. not size related. He got landed on by Rattray at LA. Um, and he pulls hole shots on that 250. I mean, it's I don't know. It, I, I, I'm telling you, if that kid has, if we're going to make predictions, Weeds, you can pull this sound bite for next May. Wow, okay. <laughs> if Christian Craig stays healthy and has a good off season, he's coming in with race winning speed to Anaheim next year. Race He'll be winning really, speed. Really fast. Race winning speed. Yes. Has he ever gotten top five? I don't think so. I don't think he's ever even finished. Or, <laughs> no, I don't think he's gotten top five. I don't think he's gotten top tens. Um, yeah, he has. He's definitely got some top tens, but. Um, so, okay, so where do we stand on Josh Grant's outdoor, Weege? Where do we stand on that? Podium, but then fifth, I mean, but uh, sixth overall? 
Yeah, that's one of those where the numbers, the numbers just don't indicate it. And we talked about it just a couple times with, with JT on here. Um, you know, if you look at the numbers, it seems like he had a pretty decent season, but um, mm-hmm. I don't think it's what uh, people were expecting. I don't know about him, but the team. Beginning of the year, Ward kept saying how fast, how fast he is, how awesome he is, how awesome he is, how fast he is. Yeah. Never really saw much of that. Right. Um, all right, let's move on to 250s, unless you guys want to talk about Ben LeMay or Bobby Canari. I'll, I'll speak about Moving either. on. I'll speak about either one. Uh, 250 class, uh, let's, uh, let's get into, into our preseason podcast again. And here's, uh, here's our final. You have a Wee Jinping pick 250 champion and a final 250 predictions. Should I play one before the other, Wygant? Do you have a preference here? Go with the, uh, go with the uh, Wee Jinping pick a 250 champion okay. first, All and right. then final predictions after. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Wee Jinping pick a 250 champion. Yeah, there's a consistency issue there. I, I don't know what it is, but and, you and, gotta believe he'll win some races this summer. But at the end of the at the end of the summer in September, you know, so, who, I'm picking Barsha or Tomac to have more points than him. Oh my God! Listen to you guys. Okay, um, why well, again? Same thing. Who's better, Barsha or Tomac? Then, Mister Geico rules. Who's better? Who does I win? I got a point. I think I I think I'll point to Barsha right now. Okay. Um, yeah. There's a lot of people. Here's the dip, because okay. what, I mentioned it last week. Totally underrated on Barsha. The dude's starts are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That's a huge factor. Is clearly it? the most consistent, best starter in the class by far. All right. Um, yeah. Well, uh, Weezy nailed it as far as who's better, Barsha or Tomac, because Barsha did beat oh, yeah. him in the points. Yeah, he beat him by like five points. He beat him in the points. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Only because Tomac was trying to win a title and didn't even care about second and ran himself into the ground to try to win. Definitely, uh, Barsha had the best average starting position of anybody in the top 20. So you were right about the start, though, and Barsha. And he led the most laps, yeah. by far. By far, he led the most laps. Um, all right, here's the final. I don't know. Okay, what? Uh, here, here's the thing on Barsha. And uh, I really thought... Here, here's how I blew it. I thought he would win the title. Now, I've said it before that the, you think Barsha with the wild child rep, his deal is that he's the fastest guy, but sometimes he crashes. But that's never really been his thing. It's usually that there's just races where he just gets, like, seventh. He's just not in it. You know, there's not many huge yard sale Barsha crashes that anyone has seen. It hasn't gotten hurt a lot. Right. It's actually almost the opposite of what you would think for his rep. And right. I failed to account for that this year. I felt like this year he had everything – that he could have had on his, on his side. He was in better shape. He had the starts. The bike and team were much improved from where they were last year. He just was not fast enough. You know, he led a lot of those laps, but how many of those motos did he ever get the whole shot and pull away from anyone? Right. He would have those dudes on his ass the whole time, and I think they just wore him out. Like, I'm riding 110% 25 minutes in, and they're still right on me. Right. Um, oh. So I... I whiffed on that one, I think, because I thought he would be fast enough to when he got those starts, he would pull away, but he never did. Right. Um, all right, here's uh, final 250 predictions by everybody. Final. So who do you who do you like for the title, Wygant? Barsha? Yeah, I'm going to go Barsha. What, what about you? Yeah, I agree. Wow, okay. Right. I think on paper right now, if you don't, he's just the favorite. I, okay. All right, yeah, absolutely. The guy who got six in the points last year is or before he left the series is a favorite. I got it. <laughs> You're right. Um, 
I got Blake Baggett. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. Alright. One thing. Don't remember what we picked. Uh yeah. oh we will, Ping. We will remember what we picked. And uh I picked Blake Baggett, so kudos to me. I'm so sorry. That's a ballsy pick, considering where Baggett was coming into the season. Yeah. Right? Subpar super cost. Yeah. Um I just thought, I mean, I just think that, you know, yeah, he he uh he was pretty good. But having said saying that, I really truly believe now obviously Baggett has the trophy, the chicks, the money, the prestige, and he's in the record books. But Eli Tomac was more impressive than Blake Baggett. There I said it. I just said it. I I I got it off my chest. Uh do you agree, Pink? Wow. Do you do you agree? Um No, I, I don't okay. think you can oh, say that. Okay. How can you say that? I just there was more jaw dropping rides. At different times, different riders had momentum. Mm-hmm. I think Blake started strong. Barsha made a run mid series. Mm-hmm. He petered out at Southwick. Tomac started rolling. And I think Tomac was the one kind of coming into that final round with the momentum. But then look what happened at the last round. I mean, Blake kicked their ass. He he laid down two amazing motos that day. And I think, you know, how do you, how does that not impress you? That's, no, it does. You're right. To me, I left there going, he earned it, like 100%. Right. There's no, right. no question, no, no he doubt. Did. He was he the best did. guy this year. He did. He was. You're right. I'm, that I'm, was Eli's best summer also. Yeah. And I think looking into next year, you got to go, okay. That'll do a lot for his confidence, and he's well, going to come in. He's got to be one of the contenders for sure next year. You know? Eli, Eli, but, dropped a, Eli dropped a pretty big hint on the Pulp MX show about going to 450s next summer. So, on yeah, Geico. He, yeah. he pissed and moaned a lot this year about starts, how he couldn't get yep. the starts because yep. everybody else was pulling him. He's too heavy. Uh, um, Weege, you can't blame Justin Bar. when we've talked about this in our, in our, in our shows a few times, but the average finish. Uh, Justin Barsha had was it was a two point eight, two point eight average finish should get you the title every year, except for when your guy beats you goes two point four. <laughs> so yeah, uh, good strategy. Um, it was it, it was incredible though. Like, did you guys know Ping? I'm gonna Ping won't get this. Uh, there's no way. Okay, Ping, name six the six guys. Only six guys in the 50 class made the podium all year. 24 motos. Six guys. Name them. Made, made them at every round or no, made just them throughout the year? Made them throughout the year. Six guys collected all the podiums that were available. So three times 20. Baggett. Yeah. Tomac, Barsha, Roxon, Muskin. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. wait for it. Wait for it. I don't know. <laughs> Blake Wharton at Freestone. Uh-huh. At Freestone. Blake Wharton. That's right. Only other guy. And last year, there were 11 different riders to make the podium um, in 24 motos. 11 guys. This year, six. So, we, we I'm so- telling you, man. That, that lead group rode with so much intensity all year long. And it was, it was funny to watch, like, whether it was Roxanne or Barsha, whoever would be out front. Mm-hmm. And you'd think, oh, this is it. They're going to get it. And those guys behind him just would not relent. You know, they yeah. would not drop. Right. They just kept coming and kept coming. And it's like at 25, 28 minutes, 
So you can see like Rocks and Pop or Barsha a couple times pop. And mm-hmm. Even Tomac at the last round blew himself up. You know, just yeah. Um, here's uh, we here's you and I talking about the 250 class. I don't know exactly what this is, but here's you and I uh, exchanging some comments on the 250 class uh, in our prediction. People. It's about Wilson, I believe. Um, okay. You know, should he race? Should he not race with oh. a shoulder injury? All right. Well, here we go. Which is perfectly understandable. I mean, hold on a second. Hold on. Why can't said they're favorites? Yeah, I think so. Geico, yeah. This summer? Uh, really? Yeah. Oh, oh no, 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 no. Blake Baggett and Dean Wilson are favorites. They have to be. Wait, wait, wait. I don't, we were, I don't think that. You were the one voting that Wilson is stupid for even racing the series at all. Yeah, but he must have some sort of confidence that he can make it. I mean, it must be. I mean, I don't agree with the decision. I think that he should go get fixed. But obviously, <laughs> no. I mean, I'm. But who's smarter? Who's smarter about his condition? You or him? Me, of course. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Look at, look at. Dean must feel he can go a certain speed if the shoulder holds together. All right, forget it. You're not, you're not, you're not understanding what I'm saying. I, I get what I'm saying totally. By the way, but uh, I mean, okay. So you're, you're going to surpass Baggett too. You're going to take Baggett Supercross season and say that that is an indicator that he's not going to have a good outdoors, as good. As Barsha and Baggett Tomek? is so much of a mystery. It's so much of like last year when he was on, like it wasn't even the word isn't even on. It's either on in all caps, <laughs> bold, italicized. Like I've never seen anything like it. Right. Like you're not supposed to be able to just go from tenth to first in five minutes in the lights class. Like it's just too close. It doesn't make any sense. And then in the end, it didn't make any sense. Like it wasn't possible to do it all the time. And to me, it's scary to have a guy who. I don't know. For some reason, I was really fast today, and then the next week, for some reason, I really wasn't, and he has no idea why. Like that just seems like a strange deal to rely on to win a title with. Okay, so yeah, there's some exchanging exchanges. Um, okay. Um, Does Baggett now know what 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 did go wrong at some point? Like, did he fix something? I mean, um, it was a phenomenal season. And and the two point four uh, average moto finish consistency is just ridiculous. Um, I don't know. I mean, he was so bad in Supercross compared to where he should have been. So on and off last year uh, outdoors. I mean, yeah. he figured something out. Obviously, yeah. Um, I think he. I think he kind of wore down at the end of the year. Um, um, myself the year before, and and then he was just. Better prepared. Maybe Alden gave him more rest days, or maybe he insisted on having more rest days. You know what I mean? Something like that. So, um, yeah. And, and you know, it was, uh, the, the, as Ping said, that Lake Elsinore smackdown, and that's what it was. Smackdown. Uh, as I said, Blake Baggett was by far the most impressive rider in the class. No doubt. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Not Tomac, right. <laughs> right. Um, here's Ping talking about. Tomac and Barsha, and uh, I'm sure he mentions Tomac's dad in this clip. I'm not. I'm just gonna guess. I'm just gonna put that out there. But here's a ping on Tomac and Barsha in the preview podcast. Does Larocco have to continue making the walk of shame, or does Barsha and Tomac and maybe Bogle step up this year? Ping. I think this is going to be a redeeming summer for those guys. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think they got their bikes working well. They're all of their dudes are firing. I mean. Fired? I, I know. I know. Last year, I kind of thought Tomac would have a a breakout summer, and he didn't. But mm-hmm. I gotta believe it's coming this year. I mean, he's 
the dude is fast outdoors. I don't know what the heck happened um, last year or even. I, I don't know. I don't know what went wrong, but I think Tomac and Barsha are going to be on the box a lot. I think they're going to own the podium a lot this summer. Wow. Good job, Ping. They're going to own the podium. They're going to be on the box a lot. No, no mention of Johnny C, though. No, no. Kind of, very, kind of bummed. Very surprised. Did you know, <laughs> Weech? Did you know that John Tomac is gnarly? He used to race or something? I didn't. doesn't get brought up enough. No, it doesn't. It Whatever, doesn't. dude. I'm a fan. Easy. Timmy Ferry and Justin Brayton. There. I just shut you guys both up. So stop. <laughs> yeah, but at least. <laughs> there was. There was a part. Ping did have a John Tomac monologue in the show. Oh, I, I don't should. want the fans to be led around, <laughs> led, led, led astray or something. He did. He did have a nice little Johnny T tribute. I can't believe that Paggio told me this summer that he feels like the magazine should do something on John Tomac. He feels like nobody knows how. Nar- I'm just. I almost beat him down right there, and and I'm just like, really. <laughs> I mean, John Tomac's a great guy, and he was gnarly, and he is gnarly. Never mind was, he is, but that's been played. We're done with that, right? I don't know. Uh, I guess, maybe not. If you're paying, maybe not. Um, okay, let me, let me put this to you guys this way. Um, I don't know if you guys heard this or not. I heard it from a few different people. Ken Roxon sucks. Uh, that, I'm just going to say it. It's going to be that easy. I don't believe so. I think he had a fantastic year. Once he learns the tracks better and the U.S. program, he'll be even better next year. Uh, what, what say you, uh, Wygant? I think one thing that <clears throat> worked against Roxon was just how good those other guys were. You know, he was pretty good all year, but we're really talking about ridiculously good seasons for the other guys. Mm-hmm. The consistency that we said that Baggett had, and obviously Baggett's super fast and super fit, so he really had the the total package they're going for him. But then despite all that, one of the three of us somehow thought that Tomac season was even better than that. Um, <laughs> so uh, when you're, <laughs> when, when those other guys are that locked in, I mean, I mean, you could be really, really, really good and still not win races, which is pretty much what happened to Roxon, right? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Ping? Yeah, I think he had a, I think he had a good year. I don't think it was, uh, what maybe the all of his GP fans and MX Jeff and everybody hoped for, but he was pretty consistent. Mm-hmm. He was, um, you know, he led some motos. He, he, I think he just has to kind of like like we said, kind of figure out the program, kind of get accustomed to that intensity. And and you know, to his credit, this was probably one of the hardest years I've I've seen in that life class in a long time, as far as. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just like one or two guys coming at you. It was three or four, and all of them were fast, and none of them got, you know what I mean? Everyone was pushing the whole race. Mm-hmm. It was a hard year to try to win that title is what I'm saying. So right. if I'm him, yeah, i definitely try to just, you know, look, look forward to next year, take everything you've learned, and don't get bummed out, and don't let some message board kooks tell you you suck. That's, like, that's ridiculous. Who says that? Who's saying that? Uh, no, this is industry people, people in the pits. I'm like, I don't know, man. I thought he'd I thought he'd be better. Man, he's struggling. Like, he can't hang with those guys. Things like that. And I'm like, really? Like, he's eighteen. His average finish was three point seven. No, I thought he did great. Here the the only thing that I thought was um 
I remember when he first came over here and he just did a handful of races on the West Coast. And I remember watching him going, wow. He, he would do things kind of like Stewart status, you know, like mm-hmm. stuff you didn't see anyone else do. Um, and he didn't do well in the races. He crashed a lot or whatever he did. He did okay, but I feel like he t- maybe toned it down, and maybe that's for the better because he finished more races and stuff, and he was more consistent. But maybe people thought that he would, you know, mm-hmm. have that flash and that crazy speed. Right. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Still, I say great year for him. I say, yeah. you know, and I don't know much about him, what he does during the week or whatever, but I, I think I, he's doing a good job. I'm with you. I think he lacked some of that holy shitness from Supercross last year, but yeah, still very good, very solid. Um, I don't know if you guys have the points in front of you or not, but oh, actually, Weeds, let me ask you this: Are you back on the Jason Anderson bandwagon? How? What do you think? Eighth overall. Um, are you back on? I think it's safe for me to jump back on. Yeah, I did avoid him all year. Right. I think it's safe. It's not as fragile as it once. I jumped on it once and the thing collapsed. It did. Yeah, it did. So, okay. I think it's a little bit stronger now. Um, yeah, good season, I think. Solid. Eighth overall. Jesse Nelson. Ping. Your guys. Troy Lee. Ninth. Wow. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's awesome. Rookie of the year. Yeah, no doubt. Sportsman of the year, Michael Lessie. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you no laughing? Doubt. Why are you laughing, Ping? I'm not. I didn't. That was a good award. <laughs> Good award. <laughs> um, Good Travis Baker, 10th. Impressed with that, too. Good job for him. Now, Where's uh, T-Bake going to go? Anybody know? No, I don't know. I haven't heard. But um, here's another little stat for you guys. Do you know that only, I think, six guys scored points in every single moto? Only six guys. The top five and Travis Baker. Scored, scored points in every what? single moto. Yep. Yeah. Uh, let me let me double check that, but I have it in front of me here. Um, I think I looked that up the other day. Are you sure about that? Yeah. Hold on. Hold on here. Okay. Um, Travis Baker. Yes. Zero. 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 Yes, I'm correct. Only six guys score points every single moto. Travis Baker being the sixth. Huh. So there you go. You um, know what? He's a he's a determined, hardworking kid. Right. That shows right there that he is because there was plenty of motos where he was well outside the top thirty to begin with or after uh-huh. a crash. So biggest biggest disappointment. Um, and again, I don't know if you guys have the points in front of you, but biggest disappointment in the 50 class, I'm going to go with uh, Martin Davalos. I know. Oh, really? Yeah, I know. It's I, I'm going out there a little bit. But really, seriously, I mean, honestly, come on. Where did he finish? Uh, he finished 19th in the points. He got a fourth Yikes. place at Hangtown opening moto. He missed uh, one, two, three, four. He missed five, six races with injury. And so he, you know, he only raced six races, but uh, him or maybe Ivan Tedesco. I mean, Ivan fourth at Hangtown overall, um, and then uh, got injured again. And I was really hoping that would work out. I was, I was excited for the, for the old guy dropping down, but I guess you can't always go back home, can you? Again, can't always write storybook endings. 
Yeah, that was a disappointment because um, he started off at uh, Hangtown, like you said, was good. So yeah. I was like, well, boy, he's only going to get better, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it didn't come together. So biggest disappointment for you, Weech? What do you think? Uh, oh, sorry. In that class, the entire um, Star Valley Yamaha team <laughs> is tied. Is that That's possible? exactly what I was going to say. How about we just put Star Valley Yamaha? Um, so, except for Cole Good Thompson, call. or are we going to include Cole Thompson in that? I think we probably should, right? Um, Cole Thompson, Ryan Sipes. Does Izzy count, though, or just the two of the guys? Two of the guys. Okay, yeah, two of the guys. So, Swanepoel, Cunningham. God, you're when <laughs> you start thinking about it, right? Though well, I know this, the highest placing Yamaha guy was Kyle Cunningham in fifteenth. That's the uh That's the highest in points. Are you serious? That's a, that's astonishing. Yes. When you consider the amount of money they spend, the <laughs> talent they've got. Yes. Um they that's have fifteenth, sixteenth, eighteenth, and twentieth. So they got that between fifteen and twenty, they got that on lockdown. You know, they they've got they've got that dialed. Um but yeah, I mean, just not a good year for the uh, for the oil tanked carbureted YZ two fifty F, definitely. And now I hear Kyle Peters is out, so my apparently nobody at Star reads my sermons. They just nobody cares. One and done. See a Kyle Peters thrown out with the trash. Jeremy Martin, you better have <laughs> everything together. You better have it dialed. If you get hurt and you miss some races. You're done. You're done. You're done. You will that go kid, to that kid's gonna be good. You will go to the. Uh, here we go. Oh, He's gonna be good. Um, I'm telling you. Uh, we go to the land of Gannon Audette, Darren Durham, and Will Hahn. You go to those that land of those guys. One and done at Star Racing. <laughs> what about Mookie? Mookie was good at the end of the year. Mookie was. Yeah, he was. He was both disappointing at the beginning and then surprising at the end. So. What does that does that mean? That he was average. I don't know. At, at <laughs> Millville was good. After Millville, Mookie was 18th in the points. He ended up 11th, three points back of Baker. Moved up that much at the, from Millville on. Yeah, and there were definitely races where you know they were all I guess battling for you know best of the rest status, and there were races where he was at least you know in that group or was the best out of that group. So it's pretty good. And it makes absolutely no sense that his best races were Lakewood and Southwick. I don't understand that. He's 200 pounds on a 250F. Ping, how do you explain that? I don't think there is an explanation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's good in the sand. He rides it every day. So there's Southwick. Yeah. In Colorado, yeah, that's just not adding up. Maybe like Colorado, it's almost like a limiter where you just go wide open everywhere. You can just go wide open everywhere because you're that big and your bike's that slow up there. So, um, Bogle? Bogle's got a big year next year. I don't know which way he's going, but 2013 is big for Bogle. Yeah, homie, did not worth leg swag so much and start focusing on getting some results down because mm-hmm. he could go the way of Matthew Lalo's if he doesn't uh, make it happen. Matthew Lalo's took Budman's ride, by the way. Yeah. Um, Good choice. All right, anything else? Do we do we want to cover anything else? We played all of our clips. Some of them made us look smart. Some of us made us look pretty dumb. Um, I like this one. Let's just play this one again. Come on, let's do this. Um, you know, it wasn't working. JGR needs to get on with it. Do their do something else. 
I think Regal's going to be great for them this summer, actually. Um, and I'm hoping some of their BTO guys do well, too. I think Jimmy's got a, a – she could have a solid summer if everything falls. <laughs> Can't get enough of that, Ping. Yeah, there's a, there's a soundbite for you. Right. Um, all right. Weimer. Weimer has a lefty covered. Weimer has lefty covered, and Metcalf's getting third. Yeah, yeah, We, we uh, there's, there's – uh... There's a uh, Wygant. We've all had our moment. Yeah, my, my, we've all had our moment. It's raining yellow. It's raining yellow. Uh, that's mine. He's gonna barbecue. He's gonna enjoy the Nationals. It's gonna rain yellow, and he's back. So that, that was my moment. Um, but that's why we do this kind of stuff. Good job, Weege, on pulling the clips. Uh, I think that's cool. I think that's good that people get to hear that, and we're not scared to put it out there for wrong or right or whatever. Who cares? So. Well, the thing in this sport that's the hardest thing to predict is that it all really comes down to one crash here or there changes everything. It's like the beginning of the season. You're analyzing yeah. who might be a little faster, who seems to have a little more momentum, and all these tiny little things. And then really it just comes down to one dude wads it up, and then all your predictions are ruined because of that. Well, and it's like if you think of the other motorsports, NASCAR, IndyCar, you talk about those seasons, and very rarely do those guys get hurt and miss time. So you, you really yeah, – Yeah, if they do get hurt, they just put another driver in the car. Well, yeah, but I mean, if you're completely irrelevant, you know, but if you're if you're speaking about NASCAR, you're like, okay, Tony Stewart's a good driver and he's a good tracks and he's doing, he's not going to get hurt, you know. And in our sport, it just it, yeah, it's crazy. It can happen anytime. Yeah, there's injuries in the team sports, but it's like if your team's really good and you lose one good guy, you still probably have other good guys. So you're not going to just right. The team's going to continue to play. Stewart right. just now he's not even at the races. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I mean, look at look at the Green uh, Bay Packers don't just stop playing; <laughs> they still have forty other guys. Look at the so inter- really look at the innovator of the year, Kenny Watson, and you know he lost all his guys with injury. And yes, he was still at the races, but his guys were, you know, shadows of the guys that they had. So I mean, and these are the things. That, <laughs> one of them was Regal. <laughs> one of them was Regal, who I think is going to do great for JGR this year. By the way, <laughs> uh, so did everybody else. Man. Biggest, biggest, uh, biggest surprise maybe would be uh, all summer both classes. Biggest surprise, maybe Tomac. I mean, was he that good? Was he that much of a surprise? Pink kind of called it, but maybe a tickle. Maybe tickle was the biggest surprise all summer. I'm gonna go with tickle in my mind. I think Brock Tickle was uh, you know pretty surprising. Had he not had those three DNFs, he might have got third in the points and uh, really rode well and. Uh, that's my pick. That's my pick for surprise. Weege, biggest thing that surprised you this summer? Yeah, I agree. I think Tickle saved his career potentially with this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, unless he did kind of in a way too, but let's be honest, I don't think Moto Concepts are going to fire him at the end of the year. Right. He probably probably had a lifeline there regardless of how the season went. If Tickle, Tickle had a bad Supercross season, if he did that again, where would he be right now? Would he have a ride for next year? Yeah, he'd definitely be on the lower level of teams looking forward to sign him, for sure. Yeah, so this, those 12 races change his career, you know, who knows, down the road. You know, I mean, the, whatever, he get on a good team, he gets some confidence, things start to roll. You know, it could be the next three or four years of his career are boosted because of what he did at these races. So yep. that's awesome. What do you think, Ping? Well, yeah, I don't know. That class was so thinned out. I mean, put Reed back in, put Villapoto back in, put Metcalf back in. You know, put all the guys in their prospective places where they would be. Stewart, 
and, you know, tickles back to eighth or ninth or tenth. Still all right, but mm-hmm. I don't know. You know who I was really impressed by, and I wish he would have not stacked it up, was Zach Bell. I know it was short-lived, but, man, <laughs> that, that dude came in firing. Uh thing that's funny that you say that because you know the ones that we have JT on this has been a source of debate with all of us so it's oh, yeah? funny, funny that you say that yeah what's uh, the debate um, yeah let's let's set the stage um Mathis, ah, let's move on both Jeremy let's, Martin let's, and Zach Bell not move. impressed really with either one not impressed. Oh, go ahead I boys. mean talk yeah, it out yeah I'm, I'm not impressed he whole shotted like three of the four motos he did and led yeah and then he faded and he crashed out yeah he's a rookie I mean, of course he's going to fade. Well, he's a okay. straight-off Loretta Lynn. He's been doing 20-minute motors all summer. Justin Bogle came in last year and maybe didn't whole shot and lead, but he got fourths and fifths all day long uh, when he came out of Loretta's. Look at um, Ryan Villapoto or Trey Kennard. Or, um, Josh Hill got third overall, the second nationally ever raced on a Yamaha 250F. Um, the, 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 it's, it's great. Jeremy Martin and, and, and Zach Bell did awesome. Considering Tim Ferry and Justin Bar- uh, Jimmy Button's career starts, and even your era, Ping, coming out of amateurs, what those guys did is mind blowing. What they did now with today's amateurs, eh? I'm not but, saying but I'm, I'm not saying they're gonna they're they're gonna suck or anything like that. I'm not saying they're gonna they, they may go on to have terrific careers. This isn't an indication of anything. But to me, I expected more. I expected more. Out of those two guys, you can't go apples to apples with other race seasons because some of those seasons the class was thin. You know, like we talked about injuries and whatever happening. This was a thick, thick 250 class. It was five, yes. six, seven fast, fast guys. So to that top five is almost not realistic for an amateur kid. I'm sorry, you're just not going to hang that pace for 40 minutes. Okay, well, so Justin Bogle for him to did come it. in and do what he did, I thought was pretty dang impressive. And Ju- the fact that he even just pulling hole shots and and uh, intimidated and I don't know, I liked what I saw. Justin Bogle did it last year. He came in the class in that class by the end of the year. Uh, Dean Wilson, Tyler Rattray, right Blake Baggett, Marvin Musquin, Muskan. Uh, I mean, uh, I don't care. Well, you have your opinion and and I have mine, and yeah, but still. I I just I I don't I mean hey I'm Zach Bell I can hole shot and crash out hey look at me like uh you know so what you know I mean these things are thirty plus two let's let's make All it right. happen I mean hey I'm Brock Tickle I can get third when half the field's out with an injury <laughs> okay half's a little harsh but um okay well I'm just saying I I expected half more the top ten All right Jeremy Martin I've been you hearing can't argue with that. I saw Jeremy Martin battling Alex Martin at three motos. Now, I love Alex Martin. Jeremy Martin's battling his brother. Eh. Throw a blanket over him. Whatever. They go either way. You're telling me that Josh Hill is battling with Alex Martin when he comes out of amateurs? Justin Bogle? Justin Bogle never even saw Alex Martin last year when he debuted from Loretta's because Martin was behind him. That's all. And, and, and I mean, the, the, the bar, and, and it's only because the bar is so high for these Loretta Lynn kids that I say this. They did good. They, they, they did well. But the bar has been set by these dudes like Kennard and Hill and Bogle and, 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 you know, guys like that. Dean Wilson. 
The bar's been set, and, and we're when you come out of Loretta's as a top guy, you should be a top guy. And yeah, no, I mean I could be wrong. Maybe next year we'll be sitting back here talking about the Jeremy Martin Zach Bell battle for the title. Could be. I'm not judging them. <laughs> I'm not judging them on on their careers. Just what I saw at the five races or four races or whatever it was. So, well. I think that uh, there's a whole lot of fast kids coming up. And if you're a Davalos or Sipes or whatever, a guy who's been around a while and just kind of mm-hmm. eking your way through it, you better figure something else out. <laughs> better go get a you job. You learn how to go faster and find another Get an application. Yeah. Um, and preferably not firemen because things got that on. Yeah, <laughs> dang it, I don't need any more competition right, for that one. right. Can you imagine if Shea Bentley showed up and got a fireman's job ahead of you? Uh, I'd kill myself. <laughs> All right. Uh, are we done, Weege? Anything else to add? I lose, I lose. Uh, pretty good, though. Okay. Um, All right. The BTOsports.com RacerX podcast, Motocross wrap-up podcast, Jason Wygant, David Pingree. Again, Weege, thanks for pulling those clips, and uh, thanks, guys. I'm off to the Motocross Nations, and uh, go USA. Canada. See you guys. See ya. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Steve Mathis Show. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to find the more than 200 episode archive, or get the Pulp MX app for your iPhone for the complete Pulp MX fix.